Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Listeners of the Get the Fuck Off podcast, welcome back. I hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. I was in Pennsylvania visiting my parents for the holiday. I'm actually recording this from a place called Brinkley, Arkansas. So I am, I don't remember how many miles I am into Arkansas. I was in Tennessee just the last day or two visiting a friend and I'm on this cross-country road trip um, headed towards the southwest next, Arizona, New Mexico. That is the, those are the next destinations. And I, I didn't want to, my goal has always been to do that this year. And the kind of the topic of the podcast is in alignment with that. So that's why I, I decided to start out by telling you guys that. Um, because what I'm doing in, in terms of driving across the country on this trip isn't so much about discovering the country, even though I have a really beautiful soft spot for Americana, but rather it's an exercise in self-trust. And I I wanted to talk about self-trust because there's been a lot that's come up with self-trust and whenever anybody tends to have a lack of trust in someone else, that always is a great opportunity to use it as a mirror for yourself to see where you're lacking in your own trust. I always thought that I had an an enormous level of self-trust and over the last six weeks or so, actually longer now, it's going to be about two months, I realized that there are areas where I can improve with that. So I'm I'm going to cut back to to, to when this all started. I, I had this, I've always sort of had this vision. Okay, I'm going to live out of uh, Motel 6s along Interstate 40 and I'm going to be a little nomadic for a while. That's what I've been talking about forever. And I always had this idea like, oh, I'll do it when I feel like I'm in a good financial place. Well, I've realized that throughout, you know, getting to know people and personal development and all things like that, that the, the line of I'll do it when or I'll be happy when or this will happen when is just cue for I'm not doing this now. I'm lacking. I don't have. I'm not. Like all all of those things. There is no when. When is a fictional point in the future. So you're either doing it or you're not doing it. So the hang up with the money was always the thing. I was always like, all right, well, I I need to wait until I have the money. And then I realized, you know, I, I have enough now. Like I have enough money to do this. I decided to do it because... I realized that I'm very limited in the amount of 
things that I can do in my life because of choices that I've made. I did not own a car my entire adult life. I drove a car that was owned by my parents when I was in my early 20s and then I moved to New York when I was 22 years old and now I'm 36 and I never I never owned a car. That was not a thing. And I, I always thought, well, it's it's really an irrelevant adult milestone. Like I don't need to own a car. There's lots of people that don't own cars. Cars are a hassle. Cars are a nuisance. Cars get in the way. I don't want to deal with parking. I don't want to deal with gas. I don't want to deal with insurance. I don't want to deal with any of it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I still don't want to deal with those things. Like that's, that's just the breaks of it. But not having a car limited me in the amount of places that I could live. And thus it it kind of limited me in, in the ways that I was free and it pointed out to me that there were lots of areas of opportunity for me to be able to expand in that area. Human beings have a natural tendency to want to expand, even though being satisfied with where you are is just enough. You know, we, we always tend to want to expand. And this was an area that I really started to look at when I was looking at myself and when I was looking at everything. And what I did was I signed up for this, this course that was six weeks and I had this idea that this course was going to prepare me to be the type of person that drives across the country by themselves. Because at the at the time, I was feeling like, I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to do this. I'd been talking about it the whole year. I had been consciously meditating on it the entire year. Things one by one fell into place for me to be able to do this. There were, there were many different sources of income that came in. There were many different you know, things that came into alignment that worked out in my favor to make this possible. And my ex-boyfriend was selling his car. And I never thought about like where I was going to get a car. But then the narrative just kept going on. Oh, I'm going to sell the car. Oh, I have a buyer for the car. Oh, the buyer fell through. Oh, this buyer fell through. Oh, this person's going to buy it. Now they're not. And he, he was selling the car forever. And I realized the reason that no one's bought the car is because I'm supposed to buy it. Like I'm supposed to buy the car and I'm supposed to do this. But I had everything lined up and there was just this one part about I didn't feel like the type of person that that drives across the country. And I didn't know why. So I thought I'm going to take this course and this course is going to really open my eyes to how I can become the type of person that just gets in a car and drives across the country. Because right now I don't feel like the type of person that does that. So I get into this course and the course is fine. The material is great. I really enjoyed it. But there was this part of it that I didn't particularly care for. And that was the group. I am not what you would call a group person. I'm not a very good follower. Um, I've gotten better over my life. So I am a member of a lot of groups and communities and I'm, I'm a great follower in a lot of them, but not in every single one. And in this particular group, I was having trouble becoming a good follower. And I decided to outwardly say that I did not trust others in the group, which I didn't. I didn't trust them. I, I, had, I had no trust for those people. But as I was thinking back about it, I realized that the lack of trust was not in the other members of the group. The lack of trust was me. Like this is the work that I do. If it was a client sitting in front of me and they said, I don't trust X, Y, and Z person, I would say, no, you don't trust yourself or you likely don't trust yourself. Or, or if I didn't, if I didn't, I probably wouldn't have sounded exactly that way, but I probably would have said something along those lines or have posed the question, where don't you trust yourself? 
where don't you trust yourself? So if, if any of you guys are longtime listeners and are thinking about becoming clients, there's just a little bit snippet of what you have to look forward to. But that's what I would ask because if somebody is seeing something when they look outward into the world, it's a reflection of what they're seeing inside. So I would ask a client that question. And I asked myself that question. Like, Andy, is it those people that you don't trust or is it you? And it just blew my mind. I mean, it just, it blew open everything that I needed to blow open to be able to move forward because I was like, shit, like this has been the hang up in this particular area. Every exercise of peeling back the layers over the last couple of years that I've done have been exercises in establishing more trust in myself. And yeah, we could dig deep into why this, this is the case. I mean, it all goes back to my father, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? My answers are not your answers. Your answers are not my answers. Like we can't, we can't place a blanket of universal whatever over every single person's human experience because that's just not the way that the human experience goes. But for me, looking at my lack of self-trust in that area really was was like eye-opening to me because I realized that this trip across the country is not about wanderlust, even though I do have a little bit of wanderlust and it's not about discovery. It's not about running. It's not about hiding. I've been running my whole, up until Four years ago, I was running my whole life. I mean, I was running from my problems. I was running from my debt. I was running from my family. I was running from my student loans. I was running from my addictions. Running from um, people from the past, people that I perceived as more successful than I was, that I knew when I was younger. I would run away from them. I would be like, I don't, you know, I would dodge their texts. I wouldn't answer. I was running my whole life. This is not running, but I didn't really know what this was about. So, when I figured out that I didn't have a lot of trust in myself in certain areas, it was like, oh shit, that's what this exercise is about. Because sometimes we do things and it's not about what it seems. Like I said in my in an Instagram live that I did recently, if you journal every day for five minutes, it's not because, you know, five minutes of journaling is just gonna just just gonna unlock the secrets to the universe. But what it's going to do for you is it's gonna establish the habit, and that habit over time is gonna be tremendously beneficial to you. So sometimes we do things for the purpose of something else. And for me, this is what this was about. This was about self-trust and being able to have self-trust. Because as I think back to my history with driving, I'm an excellent driver. I have no accidents. I have no speeding tickets. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any problems. I mean, even though I didn't drive for the last big chunk of time, and even though I never owned a motor vehicle, I drove a lot when I drove and I'm, I'm a really good driver. And Yet I will trust everybody and their half-blind brother to drive me around and drive me all over the, the place, the country, even if they're, you know, drunk or if they're whatever they are. I don't care. Oh, you've had, you know, 10 vodka sodas? Sure, you can drive me home. You know, I, my, how many times? I mean, how many times my, you know, I'd be with somebody to drink a half a case of beer. Yeah, sure, you can drive. You can drive me. Like, these are these are back in my I, I'm not proud of that I mean I'm not proud of well I mean I'm not the one that was behind the wheel but I mean I'm not I'm not proud of any of it I'm not proud of being in the situation where I allowed it to happen I'm not proud of the fact that I in my life have have drank and drove um obviously that was a long time ago and I was in my early 20s um there's no excuse for it we didn't really have uber where I lived and it was a stupid decision and and thankfully I was you know I was always safe and I never I never was in any accidents but that's that's the, you know by the, by the grace of God 
by the grace of God. But I had a lot of trust in other people throughout my life in the last 13 years that I've been living in New York City to drive me around. And it didn't matter who they were. And it didn't matter because I, but I would never trust myself to do it. Like, I, I won't trust me to do that. And then I'm like, why? Like, why? Like, a lot of the times when we have these things, it goes a lot deeper than that. So the evidence states, Andy, you're a great driver. You should be able to do this. And then Andy, limiting belief Andy, the, 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 the me that lives under the me that lives under the me that lives under the me at the very base level. When I, the, the very, very, very old embedded programming that needs to be wire, rewired is like, no, not you. You're, you're not trustworthy. It's such a weird thing. So this is some of the work. This is some of the work that we do, work that I do with clients because you might not know what those things are. I mean, thankfully, because of this group and because of the, the situation that occurred, I was able to do a lot of inner work. And yeah, now I'm a fucking badass and I'm living the Motel 6 I-40 thing that I've talked about forever and ever and ever. <laughs> but that's what I wanted. And I didn't know what was standing in the way. And self-trust is a biggie. Self-trust. Trusting yourself to be able to lead yourself is a huge thing. A lot of people have trouble doing that. How many times do we, do we have trouble with self-trust? We'll sit in a room and we'll ask questions we already know the answer to because we need somebody that we think is more valuable than we are to affirm that it's right. I just did this recently with my mother and taxes. I asked a tax question, and my mother, because I, I, I look at my mother, we do this with our parents, I look at my mother as, she's my mother, she's all-knowing, <laughs> you know, like my mother knows everything. That's not true, but we tend to do that with our parents, which is why we get so disappointed when our parents don't have the answers that we need. And I asked my mother a tax question, and my mother, my mother has been a W-2 employee, her uh, W-4, W-2, she's received a W-2 her whole life. Like she, she goes to work and taxes are taken out. And then at the end of the year, she receives a W-2. Like this is my mother's experience with taxes. And I don't even think she does the taxes. I believe my, my stepfather does the taxes. I don't, I don't really, actually, I don't even think he does the taxes. I think the, an accountant does the taxes. Way more information than anybody needed to know. I don't know if they're going to be excited about me, but I didn't think I really said anything personal. They have an accountant do their taxes. So my mother didn't know the answer to this question, and yet I asked her because, and even though, and, and I know way more about taxes than my mother, but I asked her because I valued her opinion over my own because of who I saw her as in my life. We do this shit all the time. We'll ask people stuff that we already know the answer to, or we'll wait to stand up till somebody that we see as more valuable than us stands up and does something. We do it all the time as humans. You catch yourself doing that. Ask, why don't I have enough trust in myself to lead myself to make the decisions? Where is my lack of trust in myself? And why? Why am I not trusting me? Why don't I think that my answer is good enough? Why don't I think my answer is good enough, but I will look to that outside person for the outside person to tell me? You know, I want to put some conscious pauses into this into this podcast so that you guys can think about that because that's normally where I would pause you know just like that but I've found that with listeners and with listening to podcasts those conscious pauses are not actually desirable 
see, are you uncomfortable? I'm putting in these conscious little pauses, like, hey, pause. But why don't you trust yourself? Like, if you're listening to this and you're, you're saying, that's me. What is it about somebody else that makes them more trustworthy than you? What evidence do you have that you make a mess of things always? And I, have a, I have a client right now that, that, that says that a lot. Like, I don't trust myself. I made a mess of things. And when the two of us look at the exact same story, I see this person as heroic beyond measure that just did this in, like, fabulous, amazing job. And they don't see the same things that I see. Yeah, the, the lens that you look at it yourself and how you have lived life, that, that is created by you. Not another person might not see that story at all. So when you're taking yourself at face value, you got to realize that the face value is dirt. Like the, the mirror is dirty. It's cloudy. It needs some Windex. Like that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where they put some Windex on it or something like that. I think that, that was that movie. I'm not a huge movie person. People who know me know. Like, Andy, you referenced a movie. What the fuck? Your lens is, is completely distorted and clouded by your own judgments and your own ego. So you're not seeing clearly what actually happened. You're seeing a version of it that you've created, a story that you're telling about something that, you're, that you have created in your own mind. This is the work. This is the work that we do. So for me, I had to start telling a new story. And the story was, I'm... I'm called to do this and I'm a fucking badass so I'm gonna fucking do this another thing about it was that I had to have a safety net and I historically have always done work that I don't like um to keep because it's stable income so I have clients but I always thought well what if I don't get more well what if these guys finish up and there aren't anymore now there are like millions of people in the world that I have that I'm more than capable of helping that I have a desire to help but that underlying lack of self-trust was always there. Well, what if? Well, what if? Well, what if? How often do we do that? So we default to the, well, I'm obviously going to fuck it up. So I'm going to make the decision that aligns with I'm going to fuck it up. We all do that. We all do that. We're like, well, you know, I'm probably going to fuck that up. So let me, let me make a decision in alignment just anticipating my fuck up. Instead of just saying, no, nah, man, I got this. I always have had it before. I don't see why I wouldn't have it now. So I, I've always kept these, these side jobs and I just thought, you know, I'm just so done with it. Like, so that was the other part of the exercise was that I've never just decided, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm done working for other people. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. That's not where my time is best served. There might be a time again where I work for other people, but not doing that kind of work, not doing the type of work that I was doing because I was still bartending a couple of days a week. It was easy money. And I just thought, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to be out of alignment and helping people half of the, the time and helping people escape the other half is out of alignment. So I just, I didn't want to be doing it anymore. So I, I gave it up and I trusted myself enough to do that because I want to live a life that's in alignment and I, I know when I'm in alignment and that was not it. So I am... I am loving the Motel 6 lifestyle, guys. I've been, I've been moving along. Um, I'm moving slowly. I've been driving anywhere between four to 700 miles a day. And uh, I've just, I've been listening to audiobooks and I've been getting up early and taking, you know, having, doing work in the morning. I mean, I definitely have figured out 
Uh, the heater just went off in my Motel 6 uh, room. I just want to let you guys know that I have the temperature set to 76 degrees because that is how I like it in traveling by yourself. That is something that you're allowed to do. Set your own damn temperature. And I'm used to traveling with men who get hot. So this is a nice break. But yeah, I'm making, I'm making my way across the United States. I am going to the Southwest. I don't know why. I'm going there. I have a strong call to go there. I was going to stop in Texas, at da- in Dallas, and in Houston to see friends. And I decided that uh, that's not going to happen because that is not where I am called to go. I'm not trying to say like, oh, some voice came and told me. No, I mean, that's not how it, that's not how it looks. But I do have a strong, strong, strong intuition and desire to go to the Southwest. And that is not something that I'm willing to ignore and I don't really want to waste too much time in, in doing that. So that's where I'm going to go. So if you guys are listening to this and there's something about the Southwest that really stands out to you, something spiritual, something fun, some good food to eat, something like that, and you want to tell me about it, uh, send me an email, andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. I'm, ser- I'm serious about that, by the way. I, I would love to hear who listens, number one. Um Number two, I would love to hear about self-trust and what's going on with you and self-trust and how you're trusting yourself or where you're not trusting yourself. Like where are you not exercising self-trust or where are you not trusting other people and how could you see that as maybe a way that you maybe don't trust yourself or maybe don't feel like you have a lot of trust in certain areas. I want to hear all about that. But if you don't want to dig into your stuff, if you don't want to dig into your deep stuff, then please tell me about the Southwest. I've been there once beautiful beautiful place I'm looking forward to going back um and I know that there is definitely a reason why I have a strong inclination to go there so if there's anything you want to tell me about uh, I love green chili if you're in New Mexico you want to tell me where to eat I'm gonna be in Arizona I think I'm gonna go to Sedona I think I'm gonna go to Santa Fe I think Santa Fe is gonna be my first stop just because I have to go a little bit up and then go back down so if there's stuff that you guys think that I need to be doing or, or should be doing or anybody that I should be seeing or any place I should be praying or any Zen center I should be, I don't know. You know, it's all, it's all a crapshoot. I'm just, I, right now I'm just 40 West the whole way. So there's plenty of time. So if you guys have any of that, Andy, A-N-D-E-E at getthefuckoff.com. Um, if you guys want to subscribe to the podcast, I'm going to be podcasting my whole way. I'm going to be putting out one once a week as I always do. And like I said, my schedule has opened up. I am taking clients for the new year. I'm taking meetings. I have lots of time for that. Uh, this new short nomadic burst is not interruptive of that. Uh, clients are his first priority. And if there's something that you want to talk about or something you've been thinking about for a while, if you're a longtime listener, hit me up. You know, let's get on a call. Let's talk about it. Um, but I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna talk too much longer because it's getting late here, and uh, I want to get some sleep. But um, I'm gonna be putting this out on. Tuesday morning I'm recording this Monday night so Tuesday November 30th is probably the date that you're listening to it I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your week hit me up and I'll be back next week with another episode of the get the fuck off podcast guys take care be safe as always I love having you here and uh, I'll talk to you next time